Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, Friday, the 26th of January. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us. Um, And it was us in the Sims yesterday because that's where I make $400. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. Although I was sweating it out. I was like, the last play of the game cost me 150 I almost took down the big tournament. It was very fun. Um, yeah, you gotta take stands. My stand yesterday was that Dubes had had like 34 catches and no touchdowns or something. So I just had Dubes everywhere. He caught, he had the touchdown regression we expected. I had Jefferson and Adams and Cousins, which is no surprise. Anyway, it's easy to build Sims stacks. You can join us in the Discord to talk more about the Sims. But also you can see, I mean, I make a lot of money on the Sims, so it's not, I feel a little bit bad hawking those to you guys because I probably will beat you at it, generally speaking. There is overlay. That's the reason to do the games that are not the big GPP, but probably don't stick your neck out to the $10 unless you've practiced a lot in the overlay contests. Uh, so yeah, looking a little bit at yesterday's slate, we don't do enough review generally because just in a hurry and stuff, but I just went wanted uh, from DFS newsletter, you guys should all follow this guy or DFS, oh uh, gosh, whichever one isn't the meme account, but this guy does great emails and you should get on his email list. And I wanted to point out for the stands, the guy who won all the money yesterday took Papa Gates. He didn't win the 100K on DraftKings, but he won the 100K on FanDuel. He won, he had like three of the top 20 on, on DraftKings. So he was the guy who's, um, whose choices I wanted to, to zoom in on a little bit. And he had 75% Patrick Williams. He had 70% Embiid. So I'm mostly interested in where do we cap these max exposures at? Beyond that, he didn't have a single person above 50. That's exactly how we're running every slate, right, guys? We're running 65%, 70% caps on the dudes who we really like. And beyond that, we're, we're, we're setting some dudes at 50, some dudes at 30. And, oh, yeah, relative to the actual ownerships, we see roughly like 5% stands. It, like the, the Kevin Herter stand wound up being like 7% or 7 times, not 5%, 5x stands. But a, a 7x stand was, I think, the most we see. Yeah, so, you know, just some, something to consider as you set your own MME lineups, you know, don't a stand higher than 7x is a lot. I mean, you know, even the 7x was probably an accident. I would guess 5x is about where you, you draw that line generally. Ah, Maxi Klebo was downgraded from probable to out, so that's good to know. Um, Kyrie did not participate in shoot-around, so we are again operating under the assumption Kyrie will be out. I assume we're going to hear the same bunch of things beforehand. Uh, and there was a good beat writer that let us know, you know, his pregame routine, et cetera. Is he going through that? So, yeah, he might test it to see how it feels, quote, unquote. But he's not really going to be doing that. Um, let's see. Do we uh, if if uh, he doesn't do the whole shoot around? I don't think he's going to go out there and shoot it up. Yeah, no, no, no news beyond that. So let's get on to today's slate. So we've got a couple things. First of all, with. Um, with, what's his name out, Kleba out, we can go right to Dallas and make sure we have Derek Lively correct. So make sure you have Derek Lively projected for a bunch, like 34 or something like that. Also, I'm doing Tim Hardaway Jr. to 34 because I'm projecting uh, a Kyrie out and I should put Derek Jones Jr. to like 24. Those are the guys who get the biggest bump without Kyrie on the floor. Uh, you can look it up yourself if you want to in the, um, what's it called, the... Uh, 
Court IQ. You can also, if you wanted to put a little bit of Josh Green in there, now that we, you know, Maxi Kleba's out. So a little bit of Josh Green, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know what they do with the extra minutes. Probably they don't go small. Uh, okay. So, because I mean, so on Atlanta, we do have to still get news. I thought we'd get this news by now. I was kind of waiting on it. Is Capella in or out? Because either way, Okongwu is fine as a play. But if Capella's out, Okongwu is a smash. And then also, don't forget, I know Calvin and Hobo isn't forgetting who is really in play, who's the big news guy if Capella is out. Yeah, it's kind of important for Okongwu. Maybe we take Okongwu to like 30 or 28 or something for his median projection if Capella's out. But that's still not that wild, right? The guy who that's really huge, huge, huge news for is deep on the bench, wasn't going to play, is questionable even. But if Bruno Fernando is um, available for this game and Capella is not, then you have to build in a Bruno Fernando smash case. Bruno Fernando is an incredible point-per-minute guy. And so in the case where he is in tonight, you need to go over here and you need to have, like, I, I'm just going to add him to the fork. I'm sure we have Capella foul trouble. Yeah, so we're going to add this to be the fork between Capella and Okongwu, and then Bruno Fernando. No more than one of these guys ever. Capella, let's call it now, Capella slash uh, ATL C foul trouble. So now we know we can toggle this rule on, and it'll do whichever centers are available for Atlanta. So uh, Bruno Fernando, you know, it depends. What do you think the, the odds are of foul trouble? What are they going against Dallas? Okay, not that much. Derek Lively, they could go small as well on the other side. Uh, but Bruno Fernando is not that big. So it's kind of going small already. Let me say Bruno Fernando size. Uh, is that something you can Google? Um, 6'10". So, I mean, he's 6'10". What, 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 he's not saying his weight. 240. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm like 6'8", 240. I don't think I could guard a, a, a center in the professional. Uh, I'm not quite 240, but I have been. I guess what I could, I probably could have guarded a center or at least a power forward in the NBA as well. It's pretty big. Okay, so that's enough uh, pontificating about that. If Capella's in, he's a map play. Don't worry about it. I, I up Jalen Johnson a little bit. I still think people are disrespecting Jalen Johnson. Uh, what else do we have here at the top, the various levels, I set Luca to the very top because I think Kyrie's out. Then I think Giannis is next. And then I think it's nobody for a while. And you have to have a gap there for median projection. And then you have like Donovan Mitchell, Shea, Lamelo, Booker, KD. These guys are all about the same level. Oh yeah. I added a couple of rules. I told you guys in the discord, I like, uh, max two out of three of the new Orleans, big three. So no more than two of Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and C.J. McCollum. And then I go over here to New Orleans, and I make sure that for any one of them, I'm no longer taking their whole distribution. I'm, I'm taking only their smash case. So that's adding like six, seven, whatever I think it is, whatever puts them relatively uh, relative to the other smash people. And then the same thing with Phoenix. So I did max two out of three with Phoenix. You guys know the big three for Phoenix. They are Devin Booker, K KD, and Bradley Beal. And then I went over to Phoenix. And then I looked at their big three and I made them a little bit, I made sure we're talking only the smash case because I don't care if they don't hit their smash case, don't care, don't want the distribution, don't want to care, like not, not, I am only averaging the best lineups, not, I don't want an all cases lineups. I want all cases winners. That's what I want. So I still don't get any, any Devin Booker after all this ranting and raving and I get matching the field on everything else. So 
doesn't take you to new places really necessarily. Um, but those are that's the basis for the slate. Beyond that, I also think Wendell Carter Jr. can be expected to get a few more minutes. Although Jonathan Isaac is it potentially available? I saw where was that? Is he for real for sure available? Because okay, I looked it up right. I looked up the court IQ, and Jonathan Isaac is getting the backup four run behind Bankero, so he's in play kind of. You don't he at twenty three percent. You don't need to play Jonathan Isaac if he's really going to be chalk. Uh, but he he probably will get a little bit of playing time. He's fine. Um, oh, yeah. I think that game I changed the team. Yeah. I don't agree. Like, this game is super low projection, Orlando and Memphis, and I don't get it. I uh, Who's playing defense? Which which team's playing defense, right? I mean, not either of these teams. Not that I've seen. I mean, what, are we going to get Gogo Bataz Day with 20 blocks or something? I mean, Wendell Carter Jr. going to – I mean, they're fine. But you guys have watched enough NBA to know exactly how you beat every guy on this team. You blow by them, right? I mean, like, that's what's going to happen. And I, I just don't understand. So I set these teams at the uh, implied defensive rating of the other. I don't understand. Like, the, the line is, like, five points below the defensive rating of each team. So I guess they are just not going to score points in the Orlando-Memphis game. I think they're going to score points. That's the only game I feel strongly about. Every other game, the line seems fine. That one is just like, what? Anyway, so... Whenever a game's line stands out to me, I do that. As a result, I'm probably getting a lot of random Orlando and Memphis guys filling in the gaps. Although Memphis guys are good anyway. Like, we'll talk about that in a second, I assume. Ah, right. Brandon Miller. That's the other guy who I feel like we're just not seeing projection systems uh, adapt to, quickly enough to the way that he is taking over without Rozier. He is he has taken over the boards. He is taking over. He is, he is taking shots. And he's using the shots to... Create some, like, what are we projecting for assists even for this guy at this point? Yeah, 2.4 assists. The dude is all over the place. So I think I think Brandon Miller is just being, how many minutes? That's probably why we're 36 minutes. They only gave him 31 points. Get out of town. You got to give him 36 points. He's a point per minute guy at this point. Uh, he does have to hit his shots to an extent. So, I mean, I might put him more at like a 30% call. But I just, I don't, with the field having him at 10%, yeah, what do I think? 35%, 3.5x. Something like that. He's a great call. It's just that the field's so far away from it that I feel like it's sticking my neck out. I think I'm going to leave him there for now. Brandon Miller's just too... Yeah. Schroeder, this slate specifically, because somebody is out for Toronto, and so he's presumed to move into the starting lineup. If he doesn't start, you know, TBD, but assuming Schroeder starts, he's probably the best play on the slate. You can go 65% if you're feeling, feeling frisky. I think that's definitely... Um, in play for Schroeder if he starts. He's just so aggressive, and he's priced like a backup point guard still. 6K? 5K, yeah. I've talked myself into being extremely pro Schroeder now. So assuming he starts, I'm going to be Schroeder and then Wendell Carter Jr. And then, yes, I like I like Barrett probably slightly more than Brandon Miller. I like Brandon Miller. Uh, it's just that Barrett without quickly now is going to have even more usage in an offense where he already ha eats up usage. I mean, whatever percent you think that game stays close, you have that amount of Barrett. Um, 50% seems a little high. Let's go down to 45%. Uh, so yeah, that's the thing. I got like two core plays. Well, you know what I think? I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna up lively. I think I'm gonna make lively the third core play. Is that too many centers? I don't know. This Wendell Carter Jr. I think has power forward eligibility. But yeah, I'm really into the lively play. Wendell Carter Jr. is also just center. So I can't have both him and um, and Lively be core 
together really, but I do think you should probably play one of Wendell Carter Jr. or Lively in, in most of your lineups. For the moment, until we get Capella out, I'm not going to make Okongwu this level of core. Um, I don't think if, uh, if Capella's out, I don't think he's warranted to be like more than just a maybe he gets their play uh, if he's in, uh, if Capella's in. But yeah, I mean, we'll come back and we'll adjust this, obviously. he. So let me just say clearly, Okongwu pretty close to core, probably becomes core, I think, if um, Capella is out, because then we bump it. Yeah, Okongwu is core if Capella is out. And besides that, Schroeder, Lively, and then Miller, Carter Jr., those guys are both fine. I think that's a little bit much. Karis LeVert, he's fine, but like, yeah. Yeah, for 2x the field on Karis LeVert's fine today. RJ Barrett now has fallen a little bit lower. I don't I don't really want him to be that much lower than these other guys. Then Brandon Miller, especially. Yeah, okay. I think I have to meet in the middle with this Brandon Miller and RJ Barrett exposure. I can't have them being the same. Like they should both be 40%. And they should both be higher than Karis LeVert. So I assume that's what happens when I click these buttons. Yeah. There we go. And you should do this, by the way. So, like, this is early in the day. That's the one reason why, like, I don't love doing it at this time. We still haven't gotten all of the shoot-around news. You know, seven games, you can do out the number of guys. It's about 200 dudes. People get sick. People get hurt. Like, it's just like, you know, people feel bad all of a sudden. They eat something bad for lunch. 200 guys eating lunch. These guys do not eat that well, necessarily. They all have personal chefs. Maybe the chefs don't wash their hands. They get E. coli or something, you know? Like, weird stuff happens. So make sure you're paying attention to any sort of injury report update. Uh, that that mo the mo most important news is the most recent news. People never adjust well enough. If, you, if you're doing your late swaps, you'll notice Sabersim changes ownerships, and more often than not, they're to, like, the optimal live setting. So, like, people don't ever really get to that optimal setting. So I'm never really looking at those ownerships as, like, in a normal 5X way. I would, yeah, completely go over the top on, on an ownership on a late swap because those ownerships are... Who knows? Okay, again, Schroeder, Lively, and then your your choice of who you're feeling strongest of between Wendell Carter Jr., Barrett, and Brandon Miller. But all those guys are great. I've also boosted Nick Richards. People are still just like, think somebody else is going to play, I guess, for this team. Nobody else is going to play. If Nick Richards doesn't get in foul trouble, he's going to smash. So Nick Richards has to take a little bit of that center equity as well. And then, yeah, you're just kind of throwing a dart, whichever guy at the top gets there, Doncic, Antetokounmpo. I don't really have a preference right now. I got 30% of both of them, I guess. So I guess if I bump this up to like, I don't really have a reason to limit either of them. So let me see, would I get more Doncic or Giannis if I just allowed it? Yes, I would. I would get quite a bit more of both of those guys. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I like the way this looks. We get weird plays like Niang popping. We get Gigi Jackson popping, Conchar, a lot more of the Memphis value. Yeah, okay. All right, so now at the level of Brandon Miller and Wendell Carter Jr., and let's say slightly above their level. All right, so now, now we got ourselves a core. Now we got ourselves a core. Schroeder, Lively, and take your pick of, oh, it's Doncic. All right, it's Doncic. Schroeder, Lively, and Doncic, because we're assuming Kyrie is out. If Kyrie is not out, or changes, if other people are out, or changes, you guys know how it goes. I'm, you know, this is a good piece of advice to figure out, like, where to start for the slate. I told you generally what I think, you know, slight tweaks to make here or there, generally the rank order of things. I put a, guy, a bunch of guys at 34. Let me make sure I said all their names. 
Chris Middleton slightly underprojected. Jabari Smith Jr., if he plays slightly underprojected, he just got downgraded midday and didn't play in the last game. I think you should assume he's out, and I'm definitely not going to assume he plays more minutes. So I'm bopping him out of there. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., assuming Kyrie is out, you should be getting a fair amount. The amount of shots, Tim, if Tim Hardaway Jr. hits shots, 15%, let's say probably 30% of Kyrie's out. He's a great play. Um, Vince Williams Jr., pretty solid play either way. Uh, and, and not quite being projected high enough just because it's a kind of new role he's playing in this offense. And then Nick Richards. And I think that, yeah, that's all the guys I've boosted. You'll see other guys with slightly higher projections. That's just because the Orlando-Memphis game, everybody got boosted in that game because, yeah. Because Saberson is not projecting enough, or because people are not projecting enough points. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to personalize this. Saberson has made me a lot of money, and I really like them. Um, uh, but, yeah, that's a good place to stop and say, hey, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us in The Sims.